Peace Corps gives us a chance to show a side of our country which is too often submerged. Our desire to live in peace, our desire to be of help. There can be no greater service to our country and no source of pride more real than to be a member of the Peace Corps of the United States. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the episode of the My Peace Corps Story podcast. I'm your host, Tyler Lloyd, and I'm here to help tell the stories of current and returned Peace Corps volunteers. If you like what you hear today, be sure to connect with me over on Instagram at My Peace Corps Story, on Facebook by searching for My Peace Corps Story, and as always, over at MyPeaceCorpsStory.com. If you've been listening to the show and have not left a review over on Apple Podcasts or iTunes, I understand if you haven't done so because you don't listen on either of those platforms, but if you listen to those platforms, come on, it's pretty easy, you know, just hit the little five-star button, uh, but ideally I, I want to hear an actual, like, actual thoughts of what you like about the show, what you think I can improve on the show, uh, what do you want to hear from the show. I love hearing from you guys uh, that you listen to the show, find value in it, and uh, any uh, tips or recommendations you may have. Also, uh, I've been saying this for the past few episodes, but please share this show with uh your community, uh, if you are a current or return Peace Corps volunteer, uh, because I need people to actually interview to come on the show. Uh, the vast majority of everybody that I've interviewed have been people who uh, kind of self-selected and reached out to me to tell their story. Um, I have reached out to some people initially, but for the most part, it's people approaching me. So without those people to interview, uh, this podcast cannot exist, and I have to do creative episodes like this one. This is this is this is this is my my peace course peace course my peace course my peace course story story story. Hey everybody! This episode is going to be something a little different. It it is going to be more of a monologue, me sharing my own thoughts about something that I've been thinking about, and I've got a few of these planned on different topics related to Peace Corps service, life after returning from the Peace Corps, Uh, so let me know if you like this style episode. But on today's episode, I'm going to talk about calling home and keeping in contact with those friends, those people that we may consider to be family, who we met while serving in the Peace Corps, and not your fellow volunteers, but the host country nationals. I did an okay job keeping in touch right when I came back, which was almost, which is almost five years ago now. I called... I Facebook messaged, uh, sent messages via WhatsApp to a, a select number of people, but I, I kept in touch. But as the months progressed and turned to years, I didn't do a good job of keeping in touch with everybody. And I think this is common for, for most Peace Corps volunteers. And I was making a lot of excuses of why I wasn't calling them. One, it's kind of inconvenient. I just can't use my cell phone uh, to call them, or I can, but it's via Skype. I got to load credit on there, uh, sort of think about, okay, what's the time zone difference, planning it out. 
And then, you know, what are we going to talk about? Is it going to be just, hello, how are you? Uh, how's the weather? How's your work? Back and forth, which I know would make them happy and would make me happy just to, just to hear their voice and just maintain connection with them, even if it was just pleasantries back and forth. But I you know, sort of made that excuse that, you know, oh, we're not going to have anything interesting to talk about. So what's the point in calling them? And then as time went on, I didn't call because I felt guilty for not calling. Kind of this nasty feedback loop that, you know, I hadn't talked to them in so long, you know, I don't think that they would forget me, but I felt, you know, I felt ashamed uh, that I hadn't done enough to keep in touch with a group of people that meant a lot to me, uh, that that helped me uh, grow as a person, that really helped me understand another culture, really survive and exist uh, in in Burkina Faso, who looked after me, who cared for me, and were very, very important part of my life for two years. And I, I felt ashamed for, for not keeping in touch with them. But at the same time, you know, I was I was thinking of them very, very often, uh, if not daily, most definitely weekly. Uh, there, there hasn't been a week since returning over the past five years where I don't think about something about my time in the Peace Corps, uh, my time in village, uh, the things that I did, the people that I met, the experiences that I had that have you know changed me and helped me grow into who I am today. Nevertheless, I didn't didn't call them. And for me, it's kind of even more ironic, I don't know if that's the right word, but not calling them uh, to see how they're doing, yet I host a podcast <laughs> where I talk to current and return Peace Corps volunteers about their service. So it's not like Peace Corps isn't at the forefront of uh, my mind and the things that I do. You know, it's always there, and I wasn't keeping in touch with them. Well, a few days ago, I started to fix that. I started going through my contact list and calling the people uh, who mean so much to me that I haven't done a good job of keeping in touch with. Hello? Oui, Tyler. Isuf, comment tu vas? Oui, je me porte bien, Tyler. Oui, ça fait longtemps. First, I called my best friend in village, Isuf. And, you know, we, we had our, our salutations, our back and forth. And then, you know, we actually got into a, a good conversation about you know, how the community was doing, uh, how the, the rice fields were doing and the farmers and the development that was uh, really starting to happen when I was leaving and how that had changed a lot of the dynamics of uh, the village that I served in. And then we started getting into some of the geopolitical issues that were happening in Burkina Faso, uh, the terrorism. And it was just such a, a interesting and 
meaningful conversation that I didn't expect. And, you know, I've thought time and time again about going back to Burkina Faso, but for um, escalating safety concerns, uh, I don't think I'm going to be able to go back in, in the near future. And I was talking to him and expressing that to him. And he said, you know, Tyler, I would love for you to come visit, but right now I don't think it's safe. And I don't know, it's kind of, it broke my heart and made me just remember uh, how much these people, how much Isuf looked out for me and continues to look out for me in my best interest, uh, that you know, the relationship didn't end after two years when I left Peace Corps. And it was so nice to talk to him. Uh, and I ended up actually calling him a few days later uh, to continue chatting. Another person that I called was uh, Rosmani, uh, who I worked with on the largest project that I did while in Peace Corps, a garden education program that spanned 21 weeks, had 30 plus students, and was a, a really big accomplishment for me and for him. Hello? Hello, Rosmani? What's up? C'est Tyler. Ah, vraiment, ça fait deux jours là. Oui, ça fait deux jours. We talked about, you know, what he was doing now, the business that he had since then start had since started since I left uh, Peace Corps, and we it sort of almost snapped back into me being a Peace Corps volunteer. You know, asking him, you know, how he was saving his money, where he was allocating it. Uh, his ideas for developing and growing the business, ideas for for marketing, all these different things that I you know talked about while I was a Peace Corps volunteer uh, doing community economic development, and you know it was nice to talk about those things. That not was I doing it just from a, a Peace Corps standpoint, but this is my my friend who has a business that I'm interested in and want to see that he succeeds and you know, just talking through these different ideas. And it was just so enjoyable to reconnect with him. And I continued to call people. Uh, several of them didn't pick up or their, their numbers had since then changed. So I haven't been able to get a hold of them, but I'm trying to work through people that I did get a hold of to let them know, Hey, uh, can you please send me so-and-so's number so I can talk to them? I would love to. Uh, I tried calling my host mom and counterpart several times. She had numerous phone numbers, never was able to get through, but I sent messages to uh, her husband and her kids via Facebook. So hopefully I'll be able to, to talk to uh, Sally Mata soon. And then as I was going through my numbers, I landed on one who I did a bad job of keeping in touch when I was still in Peace Corps. And this was the family that I stayed with during my first three months. And they did so much for me. Uh, I learned French <laughs> uh, from them. Uh, they fed me and took care of me and really helped me figure out how to navigate this new culture that I was in. And I didn't do the, the greatest job of keeping in touch. I, I only went back once to see them towards the end of my service. Um, but I, I called them and 
the the conversation got off a little a little slow when talking to Jean, uh, but then uh, he got going along really really well, and you could see that he or hear that you know he was genuinely happy that I had uh, remembered him, and of course I remembered him. Uh, I, it would be impossible for me to to, to forget him. Uh, I will hold on to those memories uh, until the very end. So if you are listening to this and you are a returned Peace Corps volunteer who uh, hasn't done a good job of keeping in touch, and maybe maybe you've done a great job of keeping in touch, uh, if so, uh, kudos to you. Uh, that's amazing. Uh, hopefully I can keep up, keep up with it. Uh, but if it's been in a while, several months, years since you've you've called them if you have their phone numbers i know for some volunteers who served uh more than a decade ago numbers may, might be hard to come by but if you have a way to contact them do so take a moment and reach out and reconnect with the people that were the so important to you over those 2 years of your peace corps service uh, so just like every single Sunday back in in the U.S. now, you know, I call my mom, and this was a tradition that was actually born from Peace Corps. That every Sunday, uh, she called me. So now we continue our uh, every Sunday calls uh, at the exact same time, uh, you know, on the minute. Uh, I call her, but you know, call call your other family as well. Uh, so. This, this episode is all about uh, calling home and keeping in touch. I hope you've enjoyed uh, this episode. It's uh, something a little different. Hopefully I wasn't too rambling and you've, you've stayed with me. It's a, it's a shorter episode this week. But if there are other things that you would like to hear about, if you're a, a perspective or current volunteers, if there's something that you want me to talk about where you know I can expound upon an idea uh, or share some thoughts or reach out to other Peace Corps volunteers and sort of uh, aggregate some thoughts around a topic, let me know. Uh, I will gladly do so. If you're a return volunteer and there's things that you would like to hear about, about uh, sort of life as a return Peace Corps volunteer and maybe navigating that within the first six months, um, staying connected long term to your service and your community and different things, I'm definitely willing to explore those topics either on my own or by reaching out to people who may be more eloquent and knowledgeable than myself. So thank you very much for spending a little time with me uh, on this uh, unique, different episode. It has been a pleasure. And until next time, remember, every volunteer has a story. What's yours? <laughs>